This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Suffer the children, desperate parents, handing over a little girl to U.S. forces. This one is begging them to take her. And the news anchor told to take a hike because she's a woman. Then, no vax, no doc. The family physician who's taking a stand against his unvaccinated patients. As the nation's top doctors boost the booster. And sea of blue. And the slain cop's partner speaks out for the first time from his hospital bed. Thank you for your support. Plus, convicted at 15 for the savage slayings of this elderly couple as they slept. Could this diagnosed psychopath soon walk free? He stabbed my mother over 60 times. And Britney Spears under investigation. The argument between Britney and a housekeeper over a dog. Then curb your anger. What happened when comedian Larry David and Trump impeachment attorney Alan Dershowitz ran into each other on vacation? Pretty, pretty sad. And first, the sorority rush sensation. Good morning. Here come the copycats. These earrings are from Amazon. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. Confusion continues in Afghanistan as desperate Afghanis try to get to the airport in Kabul while the Taliban tries to solidify its control of the country. President Biden now says U.S. forces will remain in country beyond his August 31st deadline if needed to rescue the 10,000 Americans still trapped. But the fate of others remains unclear. A child is hoisted to freedom amid scenes of chaos and desperation at the airport in Kabul. Other children beg to be allowed over the wall. There were disturbing images as crowds were dispersed by gunfire. Despite claims by the Taliban that women will be allowed to work, this TV news anchor says she's been informed she can no longer broadcast. She posted, I was told by Taliban the regime has changed. Go home. Fearing for her life, pop singer Ariana Saeed, who was a judge on the Afghan version of The Voice. This photo shows the moment she escaped on a U.S. cargo plane. Brave reporters for American TV networks have stayed behind and are facing daily danger. There's Taliban fighters there as we experience firsthand with truncheons and whips and guns shooting into the air, injuring people, beating them. And there were tense moments for the crew from ABC News. I tell him we have permission. We have permission. Yes, ABC, ABC. Stop filming. Stop filming. Just put it down. 
Here in the States, the story of a U.S. major who helped get his former interpreter and his family out of Afghanistan brought MSNBC's Rachel Maddow to tears. I'm not crying. You're crying. It's dusty in here. Somebody's... Major Thomas Schumann tells Inside Edition he used his military connections to direct the interpreter to the airport gate where he and his family were whisked away to safety. Zach, not only was he a skilled linguist, uh, but he demonstrated heroism, courage, bravery above and beyond the call of a translator. And look, these are Taliban fighters dressed head to toe in U.S. military combat gear, which they apparently found abandoned, all courtesy of the U.S. taxpayer. This is a horrible situation, uh, and, and those weapons are going to be used to oppress and control the Afghan people and to crush any resistance that might be arising in the coming days. NATO officials confirmed today that 12 people have been killed in and around the Kabul airport since Sunday. Turning to the pandemic, the news that the White House will soon recommend booster shots for all vaccinated Americans eight months after their last shot is sparking plenty of reaction with the nation's top medical experts. They've been hitting the airwaves to give the booster shots, well, a boost. The nation's top doctors took to the airwaves to promote the COVID-19 booster shot. The level of antibody that has been elevated by that third shot is extraordinary. But there's pushback today with some medical experts saying a booster is not necessary at this time. We really don't think that there's an indication to change recommendations about extra doses until we see evidence that there is an increased risk. Top scientists at the World Health Organization are criticizing President Biden for preparing to give Americans a third dose of the vaccine when some people in poor countries can't even get one. And everyone wants to know, will three shots be enough or will we need a fourth shot down the line? Do you also anticipate, and at, least for the, at the very least cannot rule out at this stage, that we could end up getting an annual booster shot? We are not necessarily anticipating that you will need this annually. Um, it does look like after this third dose, you get a really robust response. Meanwhile, an Alabama doctor is refusing to see unvaccinated patients. Jason Valentine posted this notice on his office door and sent a letter to every patient that as of October 1st, I cannot continue to watch my patients suffer and die from an eminently preventable disease. Now he's facing backlash. Is he also refusing to take patients that smoke, drink, went one angry post on WebMD. Another accused him of violating his sacred oath. So can a doctor refuse to treat you if you're not vaccinated? It would be very difficult to refuse treatment to a patient at a hospital. But in a private office, it's absolutely legal. And I think it's ethical. They can certainly say, I don't deal with people who aren't vaccinated. Too dangerous for me, too dangerous for my office. Dr. Valentine says that since he posted this notice, his three unvaccinated patients all agreed to get the shot. An extraordinary outpouring today in Chicago in remembrance of a police officer killed in the line of duty. Officers came from all over to pay their respects to Ella French, who was killed during a traffic stop. The emotional scene came as the slain officer's wounded partner spoke for the first time from his hospital bed. 
a sea of blue in Chicago to honor the life of slain police officer Ella French. Hundreds of officers from across the USA saluted the first female Chicago cop to be killed in the line of duty in 33 years. She was shot to death during a traffic stop, and two brothers faced charges. Now her partner, Carlos Yanez Jr., is speaking out for the first time from the hospital. Thank you for your support and your donations and your prayers. He was shot in the eye and is currently paralyzed and faces a long recovery. Home video shows Yanez just one week before the shooting, dancing with his wife and son at his niece's quinceanera. Inside the chapel, there were tears and grief from fellow officers and French's family. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot was also there, despite growing tension between her and the rank and file. French's heartbroken yeah, mother gave heart. a powerful speech. Today I am here with half my heart. Sharing a letter she wrote to her daughter about the day she was adopted. You smiled. It was a smile. that lit up your face, my home, and captured my heart. Her body was escorted out of the chapel to one of her favorite songs. Ella French's mother ended her comments with what she used to tell her daughter when she'd go for work. She said, be careful and be safe. It was, says the prosecutor, the most horrific, depraved murder he ever tried. The gruesome slaying of an elderly couple. Now the young man who confessed to the killing may be getting out of prison. Zamra Cagliano reports the prospect of that is terrifying to the victim's family. Don't be fooled by his clean-cut looks. He savagely murdered this sweet elderly couple just for kicks. Now there's outrage because he could get an early release from prison when he turns 25 next year. He stabbed my mother over 60 times. He stabbed my stepfather over 60 times. 87-year-old Oliver Northup and his 76-year-old wife Claudia were found slain at their home outside Sacramento in 2013. Daniel Marsh, 15 at the time with long hair, made a chilling confession. I'm not going to lie, it felt amazing. Marsh had chosen the couple at random. Cops found the hunting knife at his home. The captain is a there. Ironically, four years earlier, young Daniel Marsh had been hailed as a hero after rescuing his dad, who suffered a heart attack at the wheel. Uh, started pounding on his chest, and after about 30 seconds, he came back. Marsh was tried as an adult in the slayings and sentenced to 52 years to life. But four years after his conviction, California passed a law that no one under the age of 16 could be tried as an adult. Now Marsh's lawyers want that law applied to him retroactively. They say he should be released next year when he turns 25. He said he's no longer a threat, but he's been diagnosed as a psychopath. And experts who have assessed him are divided over whether he could be rehabilitated. That's terrifying. It's a tough one. It's a tough one. What this does is it traumatizes not only our family, but it traumatizes the whole community. I spoke to the slain woman's daughter, Victoria, and granddaughter, Sarah. They both watched the court hearing from the offices of the district attorney. Our fight is to keep a psychopath in prison where he belongs. He has the potential to be on the streets and 
that puts everybody at risk, not just us. If he got out, do you think that he would do this again? Absolutely. We know he will do it again. That is that isn't a if that's a win. The appeals court has 90 days to render its decision. It's Britney versus her housekeeper. Troubled Britney Spears is reportedly under investigation after a woman who works at her estate went to police saying Spears got physical during a dispute about one of her dogs. Jim Murray with details. New legal troubles for Britney Spears. The embattled pop star is under investigation following allegations of striking her housekeeper. The Ventura County Sheriff's Department today confirms he was called to Britney Spears' home on Monday. According to published reports, a housekeeper took one of Britney's dogs to the vet over concerns over how the pet was being treated. This is footage of Brittany with her Maltese. According to the report, when the housekeeper returned, she and Brittany argued over the dog's wellness. Brittany then allegedly slapped the phone out of the housekeeper's hands. But a source close to Brittany tells Inside Edition no striking occurred. The sheriff's department says the DA will investigate whether the case is a minor battery. In California, conviction on misdemeanor battery can carry a $2,000 fine and up to six months in jail. Brittany's attorney tells the New York Daily News that the story is, quote, overblown gossip nonsense. A surprising dust-up at the grocery store when Curb Your Enthusiasm star Larry David got into a shouting match with attorney Alan Dershowitz. Stephen Fabian reports. It's war between two legends, comedian Larry David and legal eagle Alan Dershowitz. The two former friends ran into each other on vacation on Martha's Vineyard, the vacation hideaway for the rich and famous, where President Obama just held his 60th birthday party. It happened at a quaint general store. Larry came over and um, I said hello and he said uh, nothing and I said, can't we talk? He said, no, you're disgusting. And he just continued to yell and scream at me. His face got red. I thought he was going to have a stroke. Dershowitz says he was taken aback by the verbal barrage. I helped his daughter get into college. I represented him once pro bono. He spoke at my retirement dinner, made a funny speech. Dershowitz says he has lost many of his liberal friends on Martha's Vineyard after representing Donald Trump at his first impeachment trial. He and many of my former friends uh, turned against me. Apparently, Larry David said, it's disgusting, your whole enclave, it's disgusting, you're disgusting. How do you respond to that? Well, I'm not going to get into the gutter with him. You got plenty in here. It's not a stretch to see Larry David giving someone a piece of his mind. You think I want to sit here with a wobbly table? He does it on every episode of his long-running HBO show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Not one person spoke to you except me, and now I'm being punished for it? Sir, you can back out, please. I'm inclined to say, pretty Pretty sad. Larry David did not respond to our request for comment. We'll be back right after this. Next, obsessed with the Menendez brothers. I found their story to be very credible. 32 years after they killed their parents. A new generation is fighting to have the brothers set free. These young men were in fear for their lives. And first, the sorority rush sensation. Good morning. Here come the copycats. These earrings are from Amazon. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. 
The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. It's been more than 30 years since brothers Eric and Lyle Menendez were arrested for the murders of their parents in Beverly Hills. Both are serving life in prison without the possibility of parole. But now there's a new group working for their release. As Jim Murray reports, most members weren't even born when the killings took place. Decades after one of the most sensational murders in U.S. history, the Menendez brothers suddenly have the support of hundreds of thousands of new TikTok fans. This Beverly Hills mansion is the former family home of Eric and Lyle Menendez, where they brutally shot and killed their parents in August of 1989. Now, more than 30 years later, a new generation is taking to social media, fighting to have the brothers set free. Daisy and Lucy Wickstrom started the Instagram account Menendez Truth. I can say that I pretty much gave up every pastime I had on a lot of school to research this case. The sisters, who were both college students, weren't even born when the murders took place. But like many other Gen Z, they found time during the pandemic to watch historical footage of the trials and immerse themselves in the case. A lot of people are going, what is wrong with these young kids? Why are they so fascinated? Yes, th this crime happened, but there's reasons that it happened. Jurors rejected the brothers' claim that they were abused. Instead, siding with the prosecution's contention that they murdered their wealthy parents for greed. College student Allison Petty started the TikTok site Menendez Guardian. The brothers have said that they felt they were in imminent danger of their parents. They feared for their lives. Look, a lot of people are saying, oh, these Gen Z kids, they don't know anything about this case. I would say that a lot of the young supporters, I wouldn't be so quick to dismiss them. 16-year-old Jasmine Shaw became fascinated with the Menendez brothers all the way from India. The justice system got it wrong. Now in their 50s, the brothers are also finding newfound fame as sex symbols, at least on TikTok. This is the last time the brothers saw each other in person when they were interviewed by Barbara Walters in 1996. I'm just a normal kid. Oh, Eric, you're a normal kid who killed your parents. Author Robert Rand wrote The Menendez Murders and is following the growing social media obsession. Lyle Menendez has told me that both brothers are very excited. They're very appreciative of all the Menendez supporters. The Menendez brothers have exhausted all of their appeals. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this. Still to come. First, the sorority rush sensation. Good morning. Here come the copycats. These earrings are from Amazon. It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this, all of My Mochi's fabulous flavors like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings or the midnight munchies. Yeah. 
You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. The TikTok sensation caused by sorority rush at the University of Alabama has spawned a massive number of copycats. The social media sensation that started with sorority girls from the University of Alabama is now sweeping the nation. Rush day one, OOTD. So, our shirts are given to us for open day. My jeans are American Eagle. My shoes are Steve Madden. Students from schools across the country are jumping on the Bama Rush bandwagon, sharing their outfits of the day on TikTok. All right, Rush, round two, day two. My robber is from Isabella's cabinet. Good morning. At Florida State University, they have been going all out. My top is thrifted from my sister. My jeans are Banana Republic. Necklaces from yesterday are Francesca's. This necklace is from Bobble Bar. These earrings are from Amazon. This dress is from Lucy in the Sky. Lexi Bogart and Bella Pino are both freshmen at FSU. It's definitely like fun because then also the sororities are getting on it so like you can kind of see like how the sororities interact with each other they say the tiktok challenge has made the rush experience even more memorable people call me rush girl now (laughs) my shoes are from target and my dress is from urban and when we come back it's a fine feathered thief finally today don't let this thief fly away This seagull seems to be an accomplished shoplifter. Watch Watch as he strides right into the supermarket, quickly grabs a bag of chips, and makes a run for it out the door. (laughs) Stop that seagull. (laughs) And that is Inside Edition. We'll see you tomorrow. If you like Inside Edition... You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.